everybody. Are we ready for another edition of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Price Picks here at the Mayo Media Network? I'm the host, Johnny Legaza, the big guy at MLB Moving Averages on the Bluebird Twitter machine and the host of the Corked Stats podcast every single day coming to you at 115 EV off the crack of the bat DFS fantasy betting risk management and a laugh with your boy sign on up at FTN bets if you want to get with the work but first remember you gotta hit the like button don't just hit the like button you gotta smash the like button get something heavy and drop it on the like button because you want to let them know tell Patty Mayonnaise that hey man I'm his Doug Funny, and you want me back every single week bringing that fire, bringing the fastball so we can cash some tickets, baby. We've done very well so far this year. I love to see him. Remember, get at me with the DM. Show me the green screens. I love it. So remember, hit the like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff to Mayo Media Network. And you can also subscribe to the show as a podcast in all of the major kind of podcast Providers, thank you, Prize Picks, for bringing us this show. The link is in the description below. Use the promo code MMNMLB for 100% match on deposit. MMNMLB, that's Mayo Media Network, Major League Baseball. Enough of that. Some more of this. Let's get down and do the thing, everybody. Woohoo, I'm back. All right, uh, what do we got? It's prize picks first. Let's get down and do the prize pick thing. If you're new, you know, it's daily fantasy, but you're kind of parlaying two or more players. So I like to stick to two people. Pretty attainable. You get to kind of cherry pick the guys you like. I'm going to give you the best matchups. And we've been doing really well on these so far this year. Just a quick recap. Again, you know, it's it's a point system. Three points for a double. Um Three points for a single, I'm sorry, five for a double, eight for a triple, ten for a home run, and then two for a run, ribby, walk, hit by pitch, five for a steal. Keep that stuff in mind. Again, these games are generally predicated on plate appearances, right? You need appearances. Those are the commodity that we deal in. We need opportunities is what we're getting at. So remember, always push guys to the front of the lineup to the front of the line here. First one, we've got my New York Yankees facing the Blackbirds in orange vest. It's Jorge Lopez, the lifetime gas can. This guy is a walking earn run machine. His last 175 innings pitch, his ERA is north of six five his whip is right at one five oh you can get this guy he's came by this walk is in the single digits and a little bit of bad math 42 hard hit 11 barrel in that span is more than two home runs per nine this guy is a walking earn run machine and it's a bad context and the yankees have woken up you have woken the dragon and given it a terrible resolve listen man the yankees were on the mat don't expect them to stay down there they're really good stanton is starting to swing and that's the guy we're looking at over seven and a half points I mean, Russell, you can get that in the first inning with one swing from the big dude. We're going to get four or five, maybe more cracks at this. So I think we get it. He has a hit in six straight games. His three home runs this week. And the Yankees are just turning it on in general. And don't forget, context, context, context. The hitting environment there in Camden is excellent as it is across the division. So give me Stanton over seven and a half. Next one, we got Jose Altuve. He's back. We need him over eight points against Yusei Kikuchi. Let's look at Kikuchi first. Lots of changes. He's an analyst darling. He keeps changing this. He keeps changing that. However, on his career, it's still a 5-4-3 ERA. 1-5 whip. His OPS north of 830. Those are attack metrics and some more bad math on 
um, this year, I should say, 48% hard hit, 10% barrel is two home runs per nine. Yes, I'm a math guy. That's how you get paid. Altuve has killed lefties in general, and he's killing lefties this year. The OPS is north of 1,000. His WOBA is 469 against Southpaw. So I think we get them both. Stanton has been hitting second lately without Judge in the lineup. Altuve generally leads off. So there's the extra plate appearance. There's the extra opportunity. And we have good matchups against bad pitchers in good hitting environments. So that's the way I like to build these kind of things. I think of them as almost like a legal case. I have to present it to the judge. And I want my argument to hold up the scrutiny. That's what you get when you hang with the big guy and the cork stats crew. Man, there's a lot going on up here. And I'm really thankful to Pat giving me a chance to show you a little bit of the method behind the madness. So I think that'll do it for the first section, everybody. We've been really hot with these prize picks. You know, just keep those fingers crossed. But remember, when you put in this much work, it really feels a lot less like luck and a lot more like skill. Next up, it's time for Daily Fantasy Recap. A little news and notes. We're going to go around the horn. We'll go around the league. Listen, right now we are in full swing. The games are happening all times of day, all times of night, all over the country. And it can be really hard to keep up on top of all the injuries. They never really stop. And if you're busy and have other stuff going on, that's what we're here for. I'm going to try and not only just get you through the main stuff, but what's important, filter out for you and then see if there's any kind of subsequent moves we want to make, kind of what the butterfly effect is going to be, that ripple when you drop the stone in the pond. First up, we're going to the nice part of town in the Windy City and the Chicago Cubs. The Baby Bear shortstop, Javier Baez, he's down with a hamstring. He's been out for three straight games already. Once we get to that, three or four games, we're getting closer to 10 than farther away. So they haven't announced it, but this could be an aisle stint. The fantasy move there, kind of the subsequent move you want to make has got to be Nico Horner. I know we had a really tough, uh, rough year last year and a tough start this year, but after being sent to the alternate site, he came up and he's been red hot. So if he's still available in your fantasy league, you definitely want to pick up Horner. He's even hitting the top part of the lineup here and there. So listen, depending on how things could go, he could be a player that sticks in deeper leagues. You know, that middle infield eligibility can be hard to fill. So let's move it on to the Astros. Bit of a mystery today. They placed Jordan Alvarez on the 10 day injured list and it kind of caught a lot of us uh by surprise there really wasn't much of a reasoning it says quote health and safety reasons my assumption is there something to do with covid maybe close contact if it's not symptoms we don't know that could still mean i don't know a week who knows? Um, your lineups are basically locked already, so it's a little bit late. You do have to pump the brakes on the Astros in the offense. Of course, Alvarez is a central piece of that. So without him, you know, maybe we're taking a step back for betting and even DFS stacks. All right, let's move it on to the San Francisco Giants. Mike Yastrzemski has an oblique, and he's out 10 days. Now, before they announced him out on the IL, I kind of had a feeling that was going to be the case. They finished a deal with my New York Yankees and brought and Mike Talkman, who's kind of a similar player to Yastrzemski, he kind of fits that San Francisco blue collar hero, you know, lunch pail kind of guy. So I think he's going to be a good fit there. And I'm a little bit worried about Yastrzemski. I don't like to see injured guys, you know, having replacements brought in. They went out and got somebody. So that tells me it's not just a week. Oblique strings we know can linger. It's sideline judge for a long time. David Dahl, lots of guys have kind of struggled with that. All right, on next, the Blue Jays place their ace Hyunjin Ryu on the 10-8 IL. Also, it's a right glute strain. So 
sounds like a real pain in the butt. Sorry, I'll be doing dad jokes every Thursday here on the Mayo Media Network. Sorry, it comes with the package. I was watching this game. I had money on the Blue Jays that day, and it didn't look too serious. He looked okay walked off under his own power they said he's okay it was just really looks precautionary but it probably will cost him a start so just don't overreact I don't think there's anybody in the Blue Jays you really want to fill in with I'm not a big fan of that rotation when we get to the back end now Atlanta we've been tracking Mike Soroka the entire season on this show and I've been whipsawed a bit I will admit it when the season first started he was throwing hard or flat ground we thought he'd be going then he had another injury it was different I think it was a shoulder this time and now he's actually beginning some light throwing so that's always important when you see a shoulder injury. So he's probably closer than farther away. Hopefully you haven't dropped him already. I think once he comes back, he will be fine. And last but not least, Christian Yelich for the Brewers, who has been, obviously, it's been a massive disappointment. You know, you spend the first round fantasy pick on this guy, and you want tons of production all the time. He has not played and given you very little with that reoccurring back injury. Yes, some people were worried about it, including myself, but I think that was kind of baked into the cost when he was going ninth, 10th, or 11th instead of 3rd or 4th. You know, Yelich is one of the best players in the league. So, right now, I know you didn't drop him. You're holding on. We're kind of waiting with bated breath for him to get back. So, that's really the main injuries right now that we want to be looking for. Other stuff, of course, always be looking at social media. You know, follow me at MLB Moving Averages or any of the guys including Pat Mayo at the Mayo Media Network to stay up on your news and notes. All right, so that's our thing around the league. All right. It's time for the DraftKings Daily Dose on fantasy baseball picks and bets on the Mayo Media Network. Let's go, everybody. It's a short slate, so we're going to have to make these count, and I got the goods for you this time. Let's go. Sometimes you got to pay up. We're going to do just that. There's a little bit of good chalk with Trevor Bauer tomorrow. Man, I'm hoping people fade him because they don't like him. I don't care about the guy. I only care about the pitcher. Let's go back to 2020, last 105 innings pitch. It's a 1.97 ERA, 0.75 whip. His OPS is just over 500. That's all that good stuff. 36.5% K to only 8% walk. Anything over 20 K minus walk is excellent. In the mid-20s, is just elite. The swing and strike rate is better than 13. The in-zone contact rate is below 83. He can get you in the zone or to chase. He does it all. Too many fly balls if you see it on the surface. But, 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 there's a big shaking butt for me here. The ball is a lead ball. We're not seeing the flight we would see even with the, you know, um, elevated exit velocity that's measured right at the bat the ball is not traveling he's got a 26 percent hard hit rate i mentioned ev on fly balls bowers is in the low 80s that is phenomenal he only gives up one home run per nine for a guy with 48 percent fly ball that is amazing i'm telling you he is loving the new ball you pop the hood on those contact metrics they're looking really good 243 expected woba 354 expected on contact both of those just jumping off the page and this year not any worse he has been the man in 2021 32 innings pitched only nine earned runs 45 strikeouts to only six walks five home runs allowed though people i do peel off the layer of the onion even if it's going to make me cry the first game though was in cores and to me i don't care about those i take those stats i crumble them up and i throw them in the garbage they absolutely mean nothing when you take that away he has a 175 era 0.62 whip on the season it's nine or more k's in four 
four or five. Give me Bauer at the 11,000. Don't care going up against Milwaukee with one of the worst, absolutely the worst disciplinary metrics in the league. The K rate as a squad up near 29% last seven days. They only walk in a single digits right around eight. The CSW over 30. The chase rate over 32. About three ticks worse than the league average. And the end zone contact rate is at 80. Just atrocious. The Brewers are really going to have a hard time with Bauer. They're going to have their hands full. Give me Trevor tomorrow, but we're going to need a cheap option to pair him with, and I got that one too. When I saw Kyle Gibson on the slate, I was excited. I know what you're thinking, but I'm telling you, this is the dude this year. He instituted a cutter, and he has just taken off. He has always struggled with left-handed hitters, and the cutter breaks down and in on them, and he really never misses in. The misses are way. It has been a huge boost for him in that arsenal. Wow. I mean, on the career left-handed hitters had always crushed him 800 OPS 340 Woba against so far this year it is a small set of course but I mean listen it's a 440 OPS 198 Woba those are the two extremes with the very least it's the beginning of an indicator that maybe something has changed I don't just throw out the numbers I was looking at the heat maps watching the games his location has been amazing in 2021 it's 27 innings pitch 27 and a third to be exact 2-3 ERA 117 whip 581 OPS he just looks awesome. The Ks are not necessarily that high at 21%. However, the CSW at 29, the swing strike rate at 14, 34 O-swing, 81 in-zone contact. Those are Trevor Bauer numbers. He's been really, really good, and he keeps it low, keeps it slow. Those grill master metrics keep the ribs falling off the bone, baby. 53 ground ball, 25 hard hit, 5 barrel is no home run so far. Now, granted, no one is going to stay at no home runs for the year, but, 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 come on. That is really awesome in this age since that one ball. Blow up. He had a tremendous blow up too. It's been 21 innings pitch, 0.67 ERA, 0.93 whip. He is against Boston, but they're on the road and they're coming off a really big heater. They just struggled with the Mets. They're not. You know, everybody kind of goes in ebbs and flows, and I think we're going to be able to get him today. Maybe that'll be some low ownership for us. Now, last thing, we need some sticks as well. People kind of fade the Rockies away from cores. Tomorrow, we want the Rockies. Give me all of the Rockies. That's the big stack. We want to get it, Weaver. He's overpriced, and the career, two home runs per nine. So it's give me Trevor Story, give me Garrett Hampson, give me CJ Crom, and top yeah i want all those guys at the top we're gonna get the weaver bauer's gonna throw a gem so is gibson and we're gonna take down all the cash in dfs tomorrow night baby on deck we got our last segment at fantasy baseball picks and bets let's put the picks and bets in this picks and bets show remember everybody before we go any further you could subscribe to me at mlb moving averages my podcast cork stats and all the providers or at FTN Bets. And then remember, sign up, rate, review, subscribe to Mayo Media Network here on YouTube and get in the comments section and tell them how good of a job you've done. Man, I've already had people showing how much money they've been making on this show, and I'd love to see it. I got my money green on. All right, let's get down and do some picks and bets for tomorrow. The first things I'm usually looking for when we're early the night before is misprices, early misprices. And I see one right off the bat, Aaron Nola is only a 135 favorite to Kim and the Cardinals. Kim is okay, the Cardinals are okay, but the Phillies are swinging a stick, and that is a misprice that's really lopsided. I expect that price to move. I'd probably take it even with a little bit more attached. Maybe you get like a little F5 run line action and a little discount there. Um, all right, let's move on. Then we had Trevor Bauer, who I mentioned before, who I really like. I think he's going to be good. 
He's only at minus 155. Now, granted, I'm not a big juice payer at all. Anybody that has, you know, followed my work or subscribed to any of my services, man, we have been successful and you're not successful paying juice. However, this is a misprice and would not be surprised if this begins to creep over to 200. Again, maybe like a run line play is in order. You might be even able to pack the Phillies with the Dodgers and get a nice kind of plus even and then reduce that risk. You know, there's a, a lot of ways to kind of skin that cat. Now, Freddie Peralta is on the mound for Milwaukee, but he has been human and allowed a couple runs every time out. So, I mean, I think the Dodgers have this one in the bag. Plus, the Milwaukee bullpen has struggled as of late. I think the Dodgers have a three-phase edge, and that one you could take to the bank. Up next, Colorado and Arizona. I mentioned Colorado before. The bats are hot, particularly at the top, and I do not like Weaver. I think we're going to go over on this one. The Rockies are throwing out Senzatello, who has really struggled. He is one of those sinker bowlers, I believe, players in general that have had trouble keeping the ball down, and they have really suffered. I cover that on my podcast every day. Hendricks and Bassett and Keigel, there's a lot of these guys now kind of piling up, and I don't think they really know what to do. So until we figure out what's going on and if it's the ball, we're going to keep attacking those guys. Weaver has had trouble with home runs. That's what we want to be doing. The same for Sensatella. So I think we go over nine, and that one easily, and the Rocky bullpen is really bad, not to be outdone by the Diamondbacks. So I think even if we don't get a ton early, there are three run homers, you know, kind of waiting for us at the end of of the rainbow later on. Um, then again, oh, last one I did, I mentioned um, Texas before, uh, so I do like Texas because I think we have the edge with Kyle Gibson. I don't think anyone is going to want to go near this one, so I generally would not bet this one early. This one, I'm going to let the price come to us. I think it will move towards Boston. So if it does not, then you can jump on it. But if it moves away from us, you can grab it two minutes up to game time. That bet is not going to come off the board, you know, providing there is no pitching edge uh, change, I should say, in which case the whole thing is scratched. So there's a handful of bets right there. I think we're going to get them all. We do have a quick minute, and I want to get into something. I have been mentioning the ball throughout this episode. It is a big deal. The reason it's a big deal is not just because it's having an effect, is it's having an unknown effect, and those of us that are really have the electron microscope out on this thing are like, you know, able to kind of maybe beat it up a little bit and find some edge. I know I have. I've made money this season. My subs have made money this season. We've been kind of on the tip of the spear looking for the, you know, changes that are happening because of the ball. One of them is overs and scoring. I'm staying away from overs. Last time I said I don't want to take unders for nine innings because of the rules. Right now I'm just getting worried for Overs in the first five, let's say, a bet that I used to love, having to play for five runs through five on two sides, is generally a bet that you can get often, especially with a lot of the gas cans that are out there today. However, I'm throwing that one away. The ball, we're, we're seeing the exit velocity up, we're hearing the barrels, we're hearing the crack of the bat, and it's not going over the fence. So I'm backing off, I'm going to stick with betting sides, and that's what I suggest that you do too. I did name it over today. There are cases, and as long, again, as you kind of keep your risk management in check, you know, and don't ever over-lever yourself, especially on those bets. I think that's the key to success, so you get a couple picks and a little bit of risk management with some theory when the big dude is in the house at the Mayo Media Network on Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets. Again, people, thank you for picking up what I'm putting down. Time is precious. I know mine is, so I appreciate you spending yours with me, the big guy with the big mouth and the big apple. Remember, you can check me at FTN Bets or on the Twitter machine at MLB Moving Averages any time of day, any day of the week. Everybody, remember, come on, enjoy your day. Enjoy those games. And when we're done with these picks, you enjoyed the pay, baby. Peace. Peace.